new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. Do you click as angrily as you type? Angrier. Kevin is an angry typer. It's a stu- he looks like like a, what you would think like cartoon typing looks like. It's just it's very animated. That's uh, how I type. I was taught that way. You're using it incorrectly. <laughs> this is not Steve Jobs' vision for you. You're supposed to glide across the keys now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's gotten me this far. Maybe. Has it? <laughs> uh, hi, Kevin. Hi, Chris. How are you? Pretty good. Well, welcome to another episode of New, New for, for 96. 96. Ooh. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so how was your week? Um, it was good. I didn't buy any cars, and my garage didn't collapse on itself. Oh, that's weird. That happened to me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, apparently that is the start of my week. Actually, it's been my last week. Yeah. Um, well, tell me about the garage, because you, you live in Houston. Mm-hmm. You have no really no place to put any cars no. uh, at your house. Yeah. You have it's a, good thing a parking have, space I and have a street. four cars now. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, you have you have the street, you've got your parking space, and you've got a storage unit where you keep one car, which you rotate out. And you drive them all pretty regularly. So you have the storage unit. Uh, and that one had some issues today. It did have some issues today. I think I sort of frantically called you. Uh, like out of frustration, like I walked, I was, I pulled the, uh, Toyota Celsius, which was like freshly cleaned and gleaming. And I was hoping to put it away and maintain the cleanliness Mm -hmm. for a little while. And, uh, as soon as I rolled up the garage door, um, water was, I could see like water streaming from the ceiling uh streaming so how much how much water is that uh streams worth um 2.3 gallons like it was raining yeah it was dripping it was dripping okay. heavily uh and and know, it hasn't rained in a long time so this is like air conditioner water or something. yeah that's the thing is that um i when i was driving into the storage facility uh there was like a gutter like right in front of me there was like a gutter that was fallen from the roof uh and i was thinking to myself boy that would really suck if like water was going into that unit right there right then and then sure enough like uh in my head as i was driving to the actual unit in my head i was thinking man that would be really terrible if there was a car in there and there was just water (laughs) dripping on it and like it would just like ruin the paint uh, from perpetual dripping and then like yeah i opened up I opened up my garage door uh, to find water dripping likely from a central AC unit, like drain hose being clogged or something. I don't know. And uh, they don't know, nor do they have any sense of urgency to fix it, apparently. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So the car, the car like wasn't getting dripped on directly. It was getting splashed on from the ground. Uh, so it was wet and I don't know how long it's just been dripping like that. Um, uh, cause I haven't 
seen that car in a week probably at least but i mean so it's it's not it doesn't sound like the worst thing that could befall a car in storage but it goes <sighs> against the whole purpose which the purpose is to have a safe dry place to keep a right. car outside of the yeah. elements and it's annoying because i don't know what the water is like right what it, you know so i was freaking out a little bit and i moved it immediately um told alerted them that this is happening much to the like non-surprise or care of the facility worker who just like gently strolled over there with me uh, and on the way explained how uh, uh, she'll put in a call, they'll get to it at some point. <laughs> like, and I'm, you know, in my head thinking like, you know, this is me, I would be telling you, hey, you should get your car out of there. We'll put it in another unit or something or just get it out of there. Um, but basically her thing was like, you do what you want to do, but it's going to keep leaking and, um, I'm going to keep walking back to the office, uh, without a care in the world. It's fine. Uh, so I got the car out and, uh, I called you because I needed help to move it. Uh, and yeah, how, how is it that I helped you move like all of these cars. Yeah, and you didn't drive one of them. No, and then I end up taking a lift after dropping off my car for service like 15 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> well, I didn't have any cars on me mm. at the time, except that's untrue. I actually had at least two of them parked at my office. Yes, yeah. so one is still there. One is, no. Here. One is not there anymore. It's oh, our is friend Steven? Steven. Okay. Yeah. Um, let oh, me that's nice. park it in his uh, apartment garage. It's a nice brand new garage. Uh, it's like a block away. So that was super Isn't handy. Is that where his Infinity got broken into? No. Oh. It wasn't. It was oh, at the, the right. coffee shop that I designed. Yeah. <laughs> in actuality. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So that was an adventure. Uh, basically, <laughs> I almost drove all four of my cars today. Mm. Uh, and we're going to keep this mystery alive. Although mm. some let's, of you... Let's put it into it. Follow me on Twitter. Let's put it into it right uh, now. Yeah. Well, um, I purchased a, another vehicle last week on accident. Um, and on accident, I mean uh, on purpose. Uh, it was a car that was mentioned on the podcast previously, um, but I had mentioned that it was sold because the listing was taken down like after a day. Yeah, and we were going to go look at it on Saturday and then it, uh, they took it down and we just figured, oh, these things just, you know, fly off the shelves. Uh, yeah. Can't keep them in stock. It's a new for 2011 BMW. BMW. Oh my god, are we doing a unison <laughs> thing again? It's a 328 It's a wagon? 328i rear-wheel drive manual wagon. Yeah, uh, very driving. desirable. Yeah. Not the all-wheel drive, not, not the, the automatic. Not the X-Drive, uh, not the automatic. And this and is the LCI. This is, Did you just say that? You said this. Oh, okay. But it's the LCI. Yeah. Uh, so, Life cycle impulse. Yeah, yeah. Wrap your head around horrible that. marketing speak terminology. I find, I mean, it was almost an impulse purchase <laughs> and my life is cycling. Uh, I don't know what that actually means, but yeah, so I bought this car and it's actually something that I've been looking at for a long time. I had an E90 a few years ago and uh, I loved that car, and um, but 
before buying that one, I was actually in the market for a wagon. I was looking for a an E91, um, same configuration that I just bought, but I I found one and then I chickened out because it was uh, in California and I'd never purchased a car from afar and basically sight unseen before. So I bought a local sedan. Uh, and, and you told like you had told me about that one that got away, yeah, that wagon, like multiple times over the past three years I bring it told up me about it every so, once in a while yeah. yeah so so i knew that like this was one that you were you were gonna get this one or find another one somewhere else but you were definitely gonna be back in an e90 or e91 in some form inevitably yeah um uh, which is what happened yeah which is exactly what happened so uh i saw a listing um i think <laughs> Uh, I saw it on cars.com, um, and normally I'm like on BRZO, the Craigslist searching app specifically designed for looking up cars. Um, BRZO is not a sponsor yet. <laughs> yet. Um, and as I do that every morning, uh, and as I like to remind Kevin, if you're receiving something from me between the hours of 8.30 and 9. It's not likely from a regular seat, but rather <laughs> a toilet. So I don't recall I found this one on the toilet. But hmm. uh, anyways, yeah, so I found this car. And at first, I kind of wasn't into it. You know, I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, like low miles. How many miles? It has 71,000. Okay. Which is low for a 2011. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, like, for the average available uh, manual wagon that is available now, they're like all kind of reaching a hundred thousand miles at this point, yeah. uh, if not are well over. Uh, like, do you remember that one that I almost bought in uh, New Mexico? That one was at ninety thousand, I think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think what was were, that one priced at? Was it gray? It was black. Oh, we talked about this because. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to own black cars, but every car that I find that I want like happen to be black uh and it's really annoying because maintaining a black car is absolutely uh life ruinous it's almost so. as if the rich people that buy all these cars to begin with new are extremely basic and then the true enthusiasts that buy them secondhand must deal with the consequences yes basically and i don't understand like the double or triple black um, <laughs> draw, which uh, I think um, many people are prefer. I remember there's a guy that is like local to Houston in the PCA. It's like, oh no, only car for me, triple back, triple black turbo cab. Mm-hmm. Need mm-hmm. my 911 mm-hmm. triple black mm-hmm. turbo cab. I'm, I'm more of a triple black turbo cab man myself. Yes, of course. That's what he says. That's how he introduces himself. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you so pretend to die right black, there? Black roof, mm-hmm. black interior, yes. black paint. Yep. Probably black wheels. Probably a limo tint. Black badges. Yep. Treatment. Yep. Black uh, taillight covers. Yep. And you don't want people to see your headlight covers and when people can see your braking. Yeah. That means they're getting it's, too close. It's a little, you know, that's something you want to keep personal. They might, yeah, they might follow you. Yeah. It's about privacy so, here. We live in Texas, which is I'll the state of... Stop when I want not, to. It's none of your business. Please do not tread on me. Yeah. What they say. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I actually don't have tint on any of my black cars, which would be the Celsius and the, the Cayman, uh, because it, it's just like, 
it's too much. Like mm-hmm. you, I like first of all, I like being able to see through a car anyways, and it depends on the car. Uh, but I think cars look better generally without tint, new or old. Um, the wagon has tint, uh, and I actually thought about taking it off of that because I actually kind of like how wagons look um, without tint. Especially because you've got the light interior, yeah, which really looks good with the green. Like when we when we looked at the car, I went with you. We went up to uh, the BMW dealer, yeah, and they got the car out and ready for us. Uh, it was early evening, afternoon. And they, you know, like they pulled up and all the windows were down, I think. Or he turned the key and rolled down all the windows. And, you know, seeing this like green exterior with the tan interior, it was just like that classic combo yeah. that looked so really good when you could the see the car. The car, we should explain, is Tasman Green, uh, which is, um, it's more gray than it is green. Yeah, it's like a drabby gray green. It's lighter too. It's not like a deep yeah uh like the adventuring yeah uh, it's it's adventure time yeah um i and i love the green on the 993 um and so this that's what i kind of thought this was from the pictures i I thought so too sort of they just saturated them it was really i think it was like really flat bright light and so it just made it look very green Mm -hmm. uh and so that when i looked at it i actually would i passed like mentally passed on it because um I, I just didn't like, I didn't like tan interiors and, uh, especially, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I'm not a big tan interior fan, uh, for myself cause I wear denim all the time and it just, it's harder to keep, uh, clean and newer looking. Um, and yeah, green, like I wasn't in the market for a green BMW, newer BMW. And honestly, I'd never paid attention to Tasman green before, but they're everywhere. Uh, well, I don't know about everywhere, but you see them around like X3s. Yeah. X1s. <laughs> X, yeah. All the X cars. Um, anyway, so I love this car. Like it is the perfect car. It's like the perfect car for me for right now. Is this like the daily driver that you were trying to buy before? Yes. So have this, you been driving it all? Did you drive it all last week? I did much? not. I, why is that? I, <laughs> uh it's hard to say okay um yeah well i've been dealing like i've been trying to prep two cars for sale um and the gti and the cayman uh although really more just the gti at this point so i dropped out the gti uh to have some things done to it uh last monday um and then we went and took a look at this car and i was not planning on buying a car last week um yeah i we i went on the test drive and then i just left you alone and i just you did um ha- i hate admired all the new cars in the show yeah and i know took snarky pictures and i stuff. just like and then i came i i saw you were alone at the desk with the salesman he was up making copies or something and uh and then i was talking to you yeah i wanted popped, to keep it a he surprise popped back, he popped in and was yeah. like okay well we'll have that title ready for you or something yeah uh yeah he ruined the surprise what surprise you were even though the actually i told you i actually told you early on that if there's a car like if it's within arm's reach and it's almost everything that i want i i like i it's more likely than not because it's here right now yeah. in front of me. Well, that's why I'll you do it. That's why you haven't bought an air cooled is because there hasn't been the yeah. right one no. here. I, I think there's been a few right potential right ones. Flyaway, yeah, flyaway potential right ones. Yeah, it's just I think you're 
not ready to take that plunge. There have been some really good examples, like, but they're, yeah, they're far away. And then just like the thought of, I mean, it's fine. I've, I've purchased um, a car from Yeah, but a there's distance. a lot more uncertainty there on a is, four-year-old car yeah, than definitely. And a four-year-old car, yeah. eight-year-old car. And um, I don't know why. Like, I, I should just do what you did and <laughs> blindly place a bid on eBay hoping you wouldn't win it and yeah. then you win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but I have to, like, hand ring. I have to, like, arrange for a PPI and, you know basically background check uh the owner by way of like searching their email or screen names on various forums to find out are we gonna touch on that (laughs) no we will not be touching on that because i did that with this car only but after the purchase yeah Um, anyways the previous owner may or may not have been someone who we probably would not have been friends with yeah to say the least yeah probably um but anyways but yeah. doesn't it make you happy in that case, knowing that you were driving his car and yeah. that probably would really upset him? Yeah. We should say that basically I like some, I just Google searched like the guy's name. Oh, by the way, the car came with like a full set of service records, which was the other plus. I was planning on buying it anyways, but like, this is the dream uh, when buying like a, a used car and, and I found this sticker too, uh, the original sticker nestled uh, in the manual. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it basically comes with every single thing that you don't want. original sticker price? Uh, 38000 So that. not that bad, actually. Uh, and this one wasn't really spec'd out. Like, this is right. a, it's a base model with uh, the mid-range wheel. So it's a 17-inch wheel. And I should say, like, I actually kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, not just from a look standpoint, but, like, from a ride quality standpoint, because the roads are so rough around here. Like, that compared to the 18-inch wheels on my old E90, like, this thing rides like a dream. Yeah, um, it also doesn't have the sport suspension, which makes yeah. it yeah. a little more compliant over our garbage yeah. roads. Yeah, so it it's firm and it's firm and controlled, but it also just absorbs the bumps like really well, better than the Celsius. Um, the Celsius like thuds around like surprisingly, <laughs> even though it's it has air suspension, uh, it is surprisingly not that comfortable. Yeah. Uh, or it's comfortable, but it it's a little bit crashier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, so I love this car, uh, and uh, it's one of four hundred and seventy three ever produced um, yeah. E ninety ones rear wheel drive manual E ninety ones, which is crazy to think about. Like that, yeah. All the tens of thousands that they made, like mm. that little sliver was properly specked out and all the rest are trash. Uh, but I was getting really close to either buying an X drive manual or just getting an automatic even. Um, and I'm glad that I held out and, or got distracted by other things. Like, cause at the same time <laughs> I was looking, I, I constantly share cars with you anyways, that mm-hmm. things that are like in my very short orbit of attention. And then, I forget or I find another car and then it Yeah, well that away. day you had sent me like a cheap, like a very cheap 996 that looked good. I mean, we're talking in the teens, probably the same price roughly. Like it was a 996. It was silver. It looked good. I think it was the facelift. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it had IMS done 
and you were like, should I just, like, what if I just got this and just, just as like a fun car and I kept looking for an air cool, just got this just to like have fun. And I was, and I told you like, you're still going to want an E90. You're still going to want an E91. Like you're going to want that car and that's not going to go away. And then I think even with this 996, which is not a lot to put in and you yeah. know about the maintenance of these cars, but like once you have to start doing it, I think yeah. you'll get really, it'll I know. really dis- that's just it. Like that's what was wrong with, like, that's why I didn't like the GTI. Uh, and I think we discussed this before, but, uh, it's still a German car that has German car like quirks and they're not, it's not inexpensive to fix these things. And honestly, I'd, I would rather put that same amount of effort into upkeep on a car that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this BMW, which I think is making you very happy. And it's very, it is very special and unique. And it's like now you have like two cars in your stable that are like yeah maybe not forever cars but long term I okay. like very the, like exciting cars that interest you. This whole year has been really stressful because I've basically been trying to reconfigure my car setup to be exactly what I want it to be, and it's hard. Like you, you can't just. I mean, you can I guess willy nilly buy and sell cars until you have the right configuration, but. I mean, it's a lot of work. doing that except for the selling. Yeah, except for the selling part. So now I have four cars uh, to um, keep up with. And hopefully the GTI will sell quickly because I think people are interested in those. It just wasn't for me. Um, And uh, yeah, so I love the 91. I'm going to keep that around for a while. I don't don't have long commutes. Uh, Like, I think that car is going to stay... Uh, under 80,000 miles for at least a couple of years. Um, and uh, the... So you mentioned something kind of funny in that it's like this... Now it's this kind of like rare special thing. And like uh, I wanted a daily driver that I didn't have to worry about, but I still liked, which is why the alternate car that I was looking at was at a Land Cruiser. Uh, because if that got beat up, I wouldn't care as much because they made... A I still of those. think you're going to end up getting one of those. I might. I don't know. <laughs> I sent one around. Um, it was a 91 uh, 80 series, and it looks so cool. It was like gray with cloth seats and the... Um... No. Siri apparently okay. has things to say. Um, did we voice activate Siri? I have no idea. I thought that only worked when it was plugged in. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't do that because I feel a little weird about having Siri listen in on me all the time. Of course, I say that you have a like realization that I have nine Alexas like all around the house. Okay, yes. okay. Um, so you sent me a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. On on uh, Friday. Yeah. You took it. You, you said you were going to take it to a BMW service center that is local. Yeah. And the... have them do a little post. Post PI, yeah, uh, maybe post and just just you know fix some things. You sent me a picture of an invoice, mm-hmm. and then we said we agreed we'd talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I have no idea. So, so okay. please tell me what I was looking at because uh, it looked like to me it looked like you would pay for a Prius worth of repairs. Kevin's referencing the price he paid for his daily driver Prius. I have a Prius that cost me $5,000. Here's the weird thing, is that everyone asks me how much I paid for it. Yeah. Like, no one really? no one asks me how much I paid for 
my other car, any yeah. other car ever. Yeah. I people ask me. I guess because I boast about how cheap the Prius was. Yeah. Do you? Yes. Really? Yeah. I tune that out whenever you're talking really? about the Prius. You oh. have Prius pride, which I don't I'm glad know that about you that. do. Uh, people are signing off yep. right now. Oh, you wow. can see the numbers. Oh, negative. Oh, God. That's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. I brought it into um, a specialty indie shop, um, very actually really close by, and they're pretty well regarded. And the guys are uh, kind of cool. Were they BMW stoked to see nerds. the car? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it seems like they would because they, they would get it. Because I used to live right by that place. You know, it's funny. And they like, had very cool taste in cars. In the couple of days that I had it, like I had like this older gentleman in a blue Camaro while getting out of his car and I was getting into mine, like remark, like, huh, BMW wagon. You never see those around. And then when I brought it to the shop, like the guy was like, the first thing he said to me was, if you ever sell this, let me know. <laughs> um, and, but so wait, if, I, if we could just backtrack to when you bought it, like you said something interesting the other day, like this was listed without the wagon tax. Like they it listed it pretty competitively, like yeah. it was just an E ninety yeah. of that of two thousand eleven, right? Like it was just like a three twenty eight i sedan or something. Yeah. Uh, and like I sent you a listing today of yes, almost the exact same car with a few maybe additional options. Was it was it M Sport? It was not an M Sport, but it did have the Sport package. Okay, so and it was LCI. It was LCI. It was the same year. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna hear LCI a lot. I apologize. LCI warnings yeah. to everybody. Did they make like how many years did they make that wagon? Uh, 06 to uh, twenty twelve. Mm. Yeah. So in that uh, case, I do think the LCI taillights looked a lot better. Oh yeah, on there they do. Like, and the headlights look a lot better too. Plus, it also doesn't have the weird mustache, um, the kidney bean mustache of the pre LCI. I don't know if you're familiar, but no. Uh, the do you remember my so I had an 06 uh, 330i previously, and the uh, the beans like the chrome surround for the beans bisected the hood, and so instead of making it oh like a, right right because it was the, it was that very Bengal thing where they wanted yeah. it to look like the uh, oh it was the like the Z9 concept car yeah. which was which was led to the six series yeah. yes it was. It was like a very modernist take on the kidneys where yeah. there was like a thick section and a thin section. Yeah, except right? that, yeah, and they, I feel like they could have done that without doing this kind of complicated thing where they have like this thin chrome like mustache basically applied to the hood mm -hmm. and instead maybe cut out the hood like they do on the LCI version. But anyway, so like I grew to like ignore it. Like it, I did not, right. I didn't really care for it. No, but it was it was a more adventurous, yeah, it was, Bengal led. It thing was that. on the E ninety on the first E ninety. I remember that, and I forgot about that. Even without Bengal, they continue to be experimental by merging the beans now. Well, that's because there's no one there with any vision. That's true, uh, and yeah, there's just like walking around that lot as a side note like looking at all the new BMWs it was depressing like there what did you find depressing about a $72,000 <laughs> M2 with a dealer applied wrap uh, I'm sorry but that was not the worst one I think it was the $88,000 um, 5 Series GT yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and it wasn't even, it, I forget what spec it was, but it wasn't even the top of the line. What about the row of new five series with, or seven series with black kidneys? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So lots to see there. Lots mm-hmm. to unpack for sure. In fact, I, like, ironically, the most interesting thing there, I mean, M cars are always like fun and exciting. Sure. But like, I don't think I would ever pine for one. Like I would like last one that I'd ever want it would be a, like an E90 M3, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was the X2. Like seeing those were kind of yeah. I think the X2. Like I I've said this. I think the front fascia. Like yeah. I think the colors are cool. I think the front fascia. So looks many cool colors. Like it kind of is drawn with a real purpose. Like mm-hmm. oh, they wanted this to look like this like concept car mm-hmm. face that they've shown a few times, and I, yeah. it didn't bother me that much. There was a. An F thirty three series, yeah. uh, that was I don't know, just the interior was so overwrought. Like we sat there was it's that, just, and there was the Grand Coupe. Grand, is it the Grand Coupe four yeah. series Grand Coupe? And I, I just like there's just a lot of things happening on that interior. A lot of oh materials, a lot of texture. That's a lot what of I don't, I don't understand. It's kind of like it's like aluminum. It's everything. It's literally for, like for everything. Pleasure. Like should we? Okay, we've drawn all these lines. Should we take out anything? No, just add more. Yeah. Yeah, of more texture, it was, and more everything. Like, after being in the E90, and, and also, um, I spent a lot of time in a early, like, 2012 um, F30 mm-hmm. 3 Series yeah. in Colorado last month, and, like, it's such a more inviting place to be, mm-hmm. and not just, like, wood, but, like, more inviting place to be with just the layout and the simplicity and the, and, and the materials versus some of these new ones where it's yeah. hyper-aggressive lines and textures on every surface it's, and there was like this aluminum with a like pit, a, a not pitted but like a like, like etched it was like a tech yeah it was, it was like an etched pattern it. it was very it was just like a lot and i kind of get it i get i mean like i get it i think it's terrible but like they're just rolling with the assumption that people are so add and that like normal car companies are making their interiors very nice and honestly like uh non-premium interiors I think might be a little bit well nicer in terms yeah, of like Mazdas. Like Mazdas that, are really like that nice. Six yeah. Or the new oh, CX-5. That, that was so like every line made sense. The yeah. texture, like and the, the palette was and the just, materials. Like I and also I've seen this in the Stelvio where it's like a black interior that looks yeah. very rich yeah. because usually a black interior is just kind of a sea of black, but right. they use so many materials and you've mm-hmm. got like this touches of Alcantara yeah. and touches of piano black they call it but it's all like perfectly done you know i mean sure the bmw interior might be higher grade but like it's just so much like it almost looks tacky it makes me think and i'm not and i don't know if i would be in the place shopping for an f30 but it, it makes you think like you know you you found this car and there was probably three interiors available or two, you know, two or three interiors like that were on available on this on this three series. Yeah, roughly. I'm yeah. generalizing, but and whereas you if you were to buy a pre owned 2016 BMW, it's like, oh, it's the perfect series, it's the perfect M Sport package, but it's got the like awful interior. Yeah, or one of like the, the one of the seven awful interior options. Polka dot like, like yeah, fabric. There's, there's so much variation, uh, and I, you know, that's the thing. It's like. When you spec a new BMW, if you order it from the factory, you can you basically can have anything you want. Like you mm-hmm. can spec it in any which combination, and there is no style police to stop you from making really bad decisions. Um, and you could even say there's no style police stopping any of them from. No, yeah, that is true. That is true. 
and that I do like that about the E90 is that it's kind of especially without iDrive, um, it's a really kind of clean, elegant, like very it, Teutonic is the only way I can really describe it. It's just very like it looks like a German car on and the this inside. Fantastic car. Yes. Is parked right on the street right it's now. It's parked on the street, yeah. It's going to be my street park car. <laughs> um, so I won't... It's fine. Like, yeah, I'm going to use it. I'm, I'm going to use it like... It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it as it was meant to be used. I might even go camping. I won't. Uh, I'm going to move furniture. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, I'm going to create it fine. I mean, I create all my cars the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. extremely preciously. Ugh, it's so terrible. Can I talk about a car that's not precious? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to the Prius. Go I, had to get, I had to replace... <sighs> I love I that we're talking about this right now. I don't now. even want to go into It's too late. You've kind of... That ball's rolling down the hill. You better go after okay, it. Okay, so last month, one of my headlights went out. HID. I bought a bulb to replace it. I was unable to take out... You can't remove the headlight without removing the bumper, and you can't actually access the back of the headlight until... Anyway, I, I removed the old bulb. I could not get the new bulb in. It was... I was blind. My hand got all cut up from from being in this cramped compartment. I couldn't see anything. I had watched five terrible YouTube videos mm-hmm. about how to do it, and I mm-hmm. could visualize how to do it, but I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So today, anyway, I paid uh, too much money, uh, too much money to replace yeah. the the headlight bulb last month, and then t- uh, in the past week, the other headlight yep. went out, yep. and so I took the. I actually did it properly. I took the bumper off and removed the headlight and removed it. And I was like, oh, I see the clip now. And I, re- I replaced the headlight with mm-hmm. that same bulb I had from before. Yeah. And it didn't work. And I was kind of mad. So I yeah. took it back. But the nice thing about a car that you don't care about and that you can just you can just get it repaired like a normal person. You could just <laughs> drop it off at Firestone and say, here, fix these three things. And it's still going to cost me less than an oil change on my 911. Yeah. And uh, I don't have, and they're extremely fast. Last time I dropped it off at like nine and they yeah. called me at 1130. They're yeah. Like, oh, do you want to pick up your car? I was like, uh, is yeah. Is that a jab at the fact that you have to wait almost weeks in between to receive your 911 back? It's not that I, it's not that I wait weeks. It's that they're, it's always ready. They call me, it's in the worst location. They call me on Friday at five o'clock yep. and they say, all right, you're ready to go. Come pick it up. <laughs> Or, or four o'clock or three yeah. o'clock or any time where it's like, it's just, it's horrible to get there and to get back, uh, especially in the summer. But yeah. anyway, so uh, the, to update you, I dropped it off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said, could you look at this headlight, the driver's side now, passenger mm-hmm. side was fixed last month. Um, and when I say great expense, it was like $350 because of, I guess the labor. Yeah. And anyway, I said, please, um, uh, so, Look at the Freon. So they're gonna do. They're doing a test yeah. of the Freon and to see where so, it's leaking. They said there's no Freon. Did that help the light bulb um, function normally? Well, what the Freons? Yes. No, they're doing that. But they also said mm-hmm. they got in. So I successfully replaced the bulb. Yeah. But I wasn't gonna say I replaced the bulb because they're gonna. I don't know. Plus, who wants to say that? I mean, spent it's, it's a still collective seven hundred dollars on light bulbs for a Prius. I who's gonna say? I, so I, I don't want to say I fixed it, but it's not working. But it's not the thing I did because they're not gonna mm-hmm. believe me, and I wouldn't either, frankly. Yeah, no, especially if you saw how I type. Mm-hmm. So 
I replaced, so, so I dropped off. I was like, this driver's side headlight's not working. And they called me mm-hmm. before I came over here and they said, we, we, we put, you know, we replaced the bulb. It didn't work. We put the bulb on the, on the passenger side just to test it. It worked. It is something else. It's probably the ballast. It might be something else. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever yeah. it is, it's probably not going to be that expensive. Yeah. And they'll, they'll fix the AC and it'll be extremely cold. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't get it back. No, I didn't get it back. This is an overnighter, but I dropped wow. it off at four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So true. I was, I was surprised they even called me at seven. They're like, yeah. uh, do you want to just keep it here tomorrow till tomorrow? I was like, uh, yeah, usually when I drop off the 911 at four o'clock, I don't yeah. expect to get it that week. So yeah, nope. It was, uh, anyway, we spent way too much time talking about yeah. the Prius. If only someone had warned you. You did warn me about the <laughs> HIDs, but I think... I think that the bulbs would be just as much labor with any bulb. Probably. I owned a Prius a very long time ago. And it's not as long as you say. It's pretty long. Huh. At least 20 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I had HIDs. Toyota went through, I think they went through a lawsuit where they, I got reimbursed like $700 at the time. What? Because HIDs weren't as common. And I mean, this was like... Uh, Oh, I think this was 08. This was not 08. It was 08. You had a brand new one? No. Oh, I bought like a two-year-old one. So it was an 06, but I bought it in 08. Mm. Yeah. But that same year, like as soon as I read it, almost like when you buy a 996 and you don't know about IMS and then you read the forums because now you're interested in the car and you learn that you're just driving this grenade. Um... It's the same way with the Prius. Like, I was like, oh, I thought the HIDs would be a good thing to have. And, like, it turns out, like, they burn out, like, all the time, despite the whole point of xenons is they last longer than the halogen bulb. But they don't, and they were really expensive then. Like, it really did, like, the dealer covered one under warranty, and it cost them 700 and some odd dollars. And then the other one went out shortly after. And it cost. Oh, I, I paid for that like one. Seven hundred for both, which is what it's going to end no. up costing me. No. Oh no. And then, like, I actually like after this lawsuit happened, uh, they reimbursed either materials or, or labor. I don't remember what it was, but I got like three hundred and fifty dollars back um, from that. Uh, anyways, really enough now about Prius. Wait, yeah. So you 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 didn't finish telling me about that invoice or those repairs yeah. on your... Yeah, we should board. dial that one back. Uh, <clears throat> so I took it in for a post-purchase inspection, and I also got the um, clutch delay valve removed as well. For uh, And that's what you should... You, on every single non-M BMW, because I think the M1s don't come with them. Um, Doesn't your Cayman have that too? It does. And it- that one's electronic, um, oddly enough. It's a switch. And I disabled it once, and it doesn't stick. I can permanently disable it but uh <clears throat> at this point i don't think i'm going to do it um so yeah i brought it in to get it inspected and they get the cdv removed uh and you know i know that these guys were notor- notoriously thorough like they will tell you anything and everything that not only is wrong with your car but could go wrong with your car soon and so it's your choice to do things preventatively if you would like and uh, I showed up and they presented me with a like laundry list of items. I mean, it, nothing surprising. I mean, uh, you know, replace uh, preventative 
preventatively replace like the water pump if you want to. There's one strut that is lightly leaking. Um, so, uh, I'm, anyway, <clears throat> it's stuff like that. Um, oops, sorry, hang on. I have to take a sip of water, I'm like dry. Well, you sent me the picture and it was large, it was $5,500. Yeah. It is what they said. It's $5,500. I also showed you a credit card receipt. Oh, so did you pay it? So... Did you have it done? What happened was... No, I would be surprised. First of all, I dropped it off for an afternoon. Well, I knew it was very surprising at the time-wise. But yeah. also, I was like, wow. I... If... <laughs> so what happened was... Yeah, so they came up with a laundry list of $5,500 worth of things that I could do to the car. Uh, and... Um, Honestly, that was probably the cost of ownership of my E90 before, like the the four years that I owned it. That's probably what it uh, ended up spending um, total. And so anyways, we're just having like this chat because like I said, like, you know, there are a bunch of like BMW nerds. So we were, it wasn't even just kind of like hammed up conversation. Uh, uh, it was like a nice conversation and I guess he was distracted, but he like rung up the wrong invoice. Because uh, oh. instead of the invoice for the CDV and the inspection, he uh, rung up the $5,500 invoice um, and like promptly noticed it, which is why I have a receipt for that. Um, oh, wow. But I guess I could have just told him to, uh, don't worry about it, just let's go ahead and do everything. But that's crazy. Like, How much of it are you going to do? I'm sure there's things you're going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take care of some things immediately. I think I'm going to do some uh, preventative maintenance, um, preventatively replace the water pump um and upgrade bits of uh the uh cooling system and um probably take care of the struts uh and then just take care of everything else like kind of as it comes because nothing else was really all that catastrophic it was just small things but a lot of little small things so mm -hmm. um yes so it is possible to off the bat spend that much money should you ever want it. And I'm all about preventive maintenance, but that's, that would be crazy to mm -hmm. off the bat spend that much on a perfectly reliable. Otherwise, the car is tight as a drum. It the, seemed like it from the test drive. Yeah. And normally I would get a pre-purchase inspection, but honestly, like this is one of those things where I felt like the car would have sold or yeah. something had I like taken the time. It was also really far away. Um, so I would have It was to... 30 minutes away. That's really far. <laughs> Who has the time? <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. Uh, so, I sent you a listing today for that same model. We didn't really follow through with that, but... Uh, because I was bored. Oh, my God. You're not bored. You're enthralled. He, Kevin was against me buying this car. I was not. I was Not supportive. this specific car, but, like, before. I was like, I told him that I wanted to replace the GTI with a different daily driver that I know that I would have liked. And I said I was going to buy the same car that I had, but a wagon version. Uh, I guess that's not true. I also was looking at E90 330Is as well. And three, uh, E46 330i ZHPs. Yeah, he hates it. He, you don't you don't know. You don't understand. It's, just, it's so boring. Especially no. if you already had one. I didn't have the 330i ZHP. Yeah, but I think it's, it's just a... It's a I liked it so much. It's I wanted so it back boring. again. It's uh, so no, boring. it's not. It's it's for a city car to drive around in. It's just enough of everything. Uh, anyway, you could get a regular E46 that's not as ugly. What? As ZHP? Yeah, ZHP. Is I like ugly. the way it looks. Oh. I like the way it looks. Um, but besides the point. Okay. 
besides the point. Uh, yeah. So E ninety one. Goodbye. I like it. Good. Yeah. Good. So that other one, but so we were talking about the wagon tax on that. Yeah. They, for whatever reason. So my biggest regret when I didn't buy that one in twenty twelve, it was a twenty eleven at the time, as well. Uh, was that I think they were asking twenty nine. So um, I was fine with that. And when I didn't buy it, uh, I was still looking out for them. Uh, and the prices never went down. Like for three or four years, it like if you wanted a rear wheel drive manual E91, it was always about $30,000. Not even from EAG. Uh, and so, if, so I guess yours being a 2011, that's that's like the last model year. 2012 is? There's, there's an overlap. Okay. So the E91, the wagon body uh, oh, overlapped okay. with the F30. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so I sent you a listening today, same specs as my car mileage and everything. And they were asking for $32,000 for it, which is ridiculous. Uh, but who knows? Maybe yeah. someone will buy it. Oh, so I had, um, a couple more things to say about the E34, which we've mentioned yes. in 100% of our episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but by popular demand, we had not talked about the LCI, the wider grill treatment on the E34. Um, and I also had a correction because I said that the 530, 535, mm -hmm. 540, mm -hmm. and M5 and mm -hmm. 525 were all sold concurrently in the U.S. And I was wrong. The 535 was earlier. Okay. It was only sold until 92, and it was replaced in 92 by the 530, which was okay. the small V8. Yeah. So the 530 came in at the same, roughly the same time as the 540, and they were the first V8s yeah. made in like 50 years. Yeah. Um, by BMW, and, and there was a uh, recent Jalopnik post. About there it, was where they yeah. quoted you actually, but they did quote me, not in yeah. the context because we've talked about the 530i, yeah, quite frequently. Yeah, yeah, they, such a they weird did thing quote to have. me. Well, they quoted me because I was making fun of how BMW numbers for things used to mean things that were accurate, like what do they displacements mean? and stuff. But that's besides this point, mm -hmm. not besides the point at all because it's very important. But the um. So the wider grill treatment yes. was it was supposed to be initially it was the V8 models. Mm -hmm. and, oh, really? And, yeah, and then um, how did they you all find this it. out? That's not important. Mm -hmm. My sources, which is a publicly edited website by hmm. everyone and the people, I'll have um, to Google it. Yeah, I'll have to Yahoo it. <laughs> I'll have to bing it. Um, but it was the V8 models mm -hmm. and the wider grill, and then it became just a facelift. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. So I, and, and it's also, did you know, it's a different hood. No. Yeah, it's a different hood. So people that like want to upgrade, it's mm -hmm. quite a pricey mm -hmm. upgrade. My so you God. Have to change the hood and everything. But what do you? I think I it, basically the, the wider grills was almost like introducing people to the E39 look aesthetic early. Yeah, I actually I remember um, when I was very interested in E34s. Um, like going back and forth and whether I liked the kind of very simplistic classic mm -hmm. looking face of the pre facelift or I refuse to use LCI incorrectly, by the way. This is correct. No. This is literally it correct. Was, this is pre LCI. No. <laughs> We're gonna say LCI because we mean For facelift. everything facelift. Yeah. Um but and I remember thinking like the that the facelift looked good. Um What does but, that mean? It got 
Botox or something? Yeah. Well, it was very thick. Two oh. C's. Oh, Two you mean LCI? Beans. Um, yes, the LCI. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Like, I actually kind of still go back and forth. I, they both look really good to me. One just looks a little bit more like classic BMW and the other. And it's so subtle. It's funny yeah. how big of a difference it makes. But yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like the facelift uh, actually looks kind of modern, like it, or not modern, but it, um, mm-hmm. it looks like a newer, genuinely a newer, uh, yeah. design. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had no idea that there, that it was such a, that they were always available, I guess. Is that what you're saying? No. Well, the, the V8 models were not introduced till 92. Okay. Or maybe for the 93 model year, uh, the V8, the 530, and the 540 came in. Yeah. And they had the wider grills. And then in 94, the wide grills were just on everything. Okay. So it's very yeah. odd. I like the wide grills. That's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like the more extreme, like wider. I, I just, I think it's cooler as it gets wider. I still, I you know, I love like... The i8 or the Z8, like how that treatment Wider is. is better. Yeah, I believe a wise philosopher. Pontiac? Yes. Yeah. Said that. <laughs> Didn't, they had like a weird commercial with like a, like a Hawaiian saying? They did. And it was for the Pontiac Grand Prix it, yeah. wide track, which was not a model. I think it was just the Grand Prix. But it seemed like, even to me as a young car enthusiast, yeah. it seemed like the wide track was a special model. And also, I thought so too. They, they stretched the screen. Oh my god, I remember and that. And I was like, which is the which is one hundred percent? Is it before <laughs> they stretch or after they stretch? Like, is this false advertising? It was like a comical stretch. It was like they stretched it. Oh to yeah. Like, the it, it was literally a comical stretch. Yeah, yeah. With a sound effect. Yep. <laughs> we have to find that commercial. Yeah. Um, but yes, wider is better. Well, speaking of old car uh-huh. materials, yes. would you like to look at our periodicals? Okay. Okay. Let's so this is it. our regular segment that we've done twice. I'm running out of periodicals here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what Kevin's brought and he doesn't know what I've brought we're taping at my house, so um, it was very easy f- for me to go rummaging for something when I completely forgot to look yeah, for something earlier. Yeah, um, we we just we like the old car brochures and yeah. magazines and things. Last time we talked about a mag, I talked about a magazine, and it was a little harder because the theme is kind of all over the place. And um, anyway, I picked up a couple things on eBay recently. I have my own collection, but my own home office is kind of in a disarray right now so i've just been acquiring new things Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. cope Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i told chris that this he would be very surprised by what i brought i can't wait yes well on pins and needles yes this is which i think is incorrect but yeah uh, what what's in no is it this is a wait no do you wait on pins and needles is that what it is what is it yeah i do that all the time on pins and needles yes Okay. Oh my god, I can't believe that's what you brought. <laughs> For many reasons, but just hang on. Okay, so okay. Kevin is like teasing the brochure from underneath the table still. Yeah, this is the this is the Is this just their car? Was this just the car? 
Yeah, I mean... This is a Volvo 1980 brochure, and the reason that I acquired this uh -huh. and brought it yes. is because it has a whole... Only one spread, just but one spread about the Bertone Coupe, Ooh, which yeah. I find such a fascinating thing. Look at... If you want to talk rouged leather, Ooh, look oh. at that. That is rouged. You sit, you sit in those seats and you never get out. Yeah. I, no. I'm it, looking at it upside down, and this is uh, backwards. This was the... Like burnt roast beef or yeah. uh, an old man this was the 262c bertoni coupe is that correct yeah okay uh, was that was it 262c yeah i think it was i think it was um i find these so fascinating it really was like the camry coupe of its day except it looked completely different from the other models yeah. it was so bizarre it's so bizarre yeah i saw a couple of these on craigslist and i was like this is the weirdest car how did i know know any know anything about this i believe that they're still around because i do i see them every once in a while uh i love how like romanticized like this copy is too yeah i wish this i wish this was like a brochure only about the the bertoni coupe yeah but look at this like because they're advertising in the same uh uh ad i guess basically or brochure with the like and like the rouge leather, they, this was like obviously for like the American market. I mean, it looks like a Cutlass Sierra. It does. Um, it does. And with the, it they didn't do a Landau. They were too good for that. Uh, but I they, think it, it depends on the year. I thought. They, I, I thought don't they know, did a but they they made it look like one anyways. Mm -hmm. Like with this like chrome trim cutting the uh, C pillar. Um, oh yeah, for a second I thought it was pillarless. No B. Anyways, but yeah, look at that sofa of the back seat. That's crazy. And then I like that uh, they ran out of things to talk about because this is basically the same car that they had then been making for like 10 years probably. Um, that they're advertising the power antenna and the cruise control uh, as... I bet those still work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that this is probably like the worst feature, the power antenna. Um, power retractable antenna. So you're probably excited about the rest of this. I am. Sure I actually well. want to look at the rest of this, which... Look at that. Yeah. Action shot. I mean, this looks, I have car books from this era and this looks exactly like books. Like the way the copy is, although the headlines, the headlines are actually like pretty bold for the time. Yeah. I mean, I literally bold, but they're. Oh, wow. Look at this. So that's so funny that on the cover, this, I'm just turned to the cover, but they have the, they have like three different generations of headlights. They have the single Mm -hmm. rounds and then they have the double rounds and then they have like the u.s market sealed uh square head i've seen like this like or headlights headlights on like the bertoni coupe and that's pretty cool yeah and so that's a flat hood yeah um so uh like i used i still am super into 240s and i would love to get a 240 wagon um and i had a cousin I have a cousin in portland who used to restore these um wow which is the place like where you would hear something like that um but yeah oh man this 242 looks so good with that flat hood and the round lights Ooh, this is really cool um <laughs> but oh so yeah this would be pre-turbo so yeah this was 1980 yeah uh well that's cool well then i have something for you what I, do you have i cannot believe that this is what you isn't have. this surprising Oh, look at that. Look how neatly stowed that luggage is. Oh, and that stereo. Yeah, everything about this is really cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so. We'll post pictures of this on our Instagram. Yes. 
Yes, we will. Uh, as will we also post what I have brought, which I'm going to hand it to you like this so that Kevin is eyes closed. What? This is... Oh, holy shit. Yeah, I did not know that Kevin was going to bring a Volvo 240 uh, brochure. Kevin, this what have is, I brought you? This is not a brochure. <laughs> this was this was un, uncoordinated, as most of this uh, set program is. This is this was a hot rides type of brochure, <laughs> like a not brochure, but a, a editorialized yep. spec sheet. Yep. Part of a binder system. Yep. Which I had similar things of these. Yeah. And this is a. Volvo 240 GLT Turbo. <laughs> yep. And this is about a wagon with yeah. a top. This excellent power hot hauler has a top speed of 107. Yeah. Aerodynamically. Not 70, 7 miles per hour. Aerodynamically limited. <laughs> this was 1981 to 1986. Yeah. Oh, what is the. Look at that. Yeah. This one looks really cool because it's the Eurospec like it's featured yeah um so it has like the good headlights it has uh black black grill black grill like actually, half the cars of that bmw dealer yeah yeah <laughs> it actually looks good here um and um what is the horsepower rating on that i actually don't recall 127 bhp wow Wow. With a torque figure of 150 at a mere 3750 RPM. Kevin, what do you think that the Bertone Coupe was rated at? The V6 that was on Oh, the V6? Yeah. I'm going to say 142. Okay. You'll be glad to know that that big boy sitting in there uh, produces 130 horsepower. I was very close. This yeah. was 1980. Yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked at this brochure that much, but yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. This is not even a brochure. It's basically a brochure. It's, it's a periodical. Oh, boy. Well. That's what I was promised. Periodicals. Oh, the nose to nose. It shows the rivals. Yeah? We've got... Oh, yeah. We've got... Coming in at a top speed. I'm going to rate by top speed, because back in 1980, that's all that mattered. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, coming in at 137 miles an hour, we've got the Ford Thunderbird Turbo mm -hmm, Coupe. Mm-hmm. 131 miles an hour, the Saab 900 Turbo. There's a convertible picture, I'm not sure why. And this Volvo that this spec sheet is about is 107 miles per hour. Yeah. This is not an official document. This is some kind of... I don't even remember where I got this. I Okay, so I have a little story about this. I had the exact same thing. It was like it was called like this hot car system and they yeah. send you they sent you ones. Yeah. They sent you like inserts yeah. and you put them in this binder or whatever and like they sent it to me somehow maybe because they saw my like road and track subscription. This is all when I was a teenager like yeah. 13 or 14. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this is cool. Like they sent me something. I don't know if I filled something out but like I got like a collection notice because I never paid any money. Oh, and really? My mom was like, "Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it." Did she? No. Oh. She was like, "Oh, well, they can keep sending stuff, but you know, you didn't ask for anything." Or, Whoa. It was really weird. That is I don't really, really know weird. What happened. That's super weird. There's a lot of weird things. Yeah. Like we, 
Because this looks like it's a tear sheet, but it looks like the like the final page yeah. of uh, a car and driver or motor trend. But it went into a binder back filled then. with other ones of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and actually, when you look for this. old covers on eBay, you find these yeah. everywhere. Wow. They, the, that is a really weird rival cars setup. Uh, well, there was only like nine cars on sale at the time, yep. so you had to pick the closest one, and that Saab was probably close-ish. Uh, well, you're comparing like a Volvo two forty-five Turbo. Mm -hmm. So this like whole thing, the whole premise already starts out slightly uh, not incorrect. What does GLT stand for? Uh, I never knew that they were. Um, well, GLT was just kind of like a trim level. GLT, I think, was the uh, top of the line. Like the um, GLC, good little car? Yep. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Because um, there was the GL, and the 740 had a GLE, and then GLT. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Like, it's been a while since I've had my nose in this stuff. But, um, yeah. Oh, look, they have, like, the 850. This is not vintage at all. There's a picture of the 850 uh, Turbo on here, which, actually, I really like, too. Um, I used to have brochures for all this stuff. But no more. Although yeah, we'll reacquire these things. Yeah, we'll reacquire these. Most of these can be had for stuff. more two dollars plus shipping on eBay. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, I think it's about that time. Oh, is it? Oh, actually, I had one more oh. segment. Oh my. Um. There was okay. So there was a uh. There was a 1982 911 SC on Bring a Trailer. Mm -hmm. It was the chiffon white one. And there was an interesting discussion. The one that sold for like 52? No, this was the one that was listed. It has, I don't think it's sold yet. Okay. Did it sell? It's not the one from six months ago. This was like today. Oh, okay. Then I have ago. not seen it yet. Oh. Um, There's a chiffon white 911SC, and it had sugar scoops, which I just wanted to say sugar scoops really suck. Yeah. And they should be changed on anything. And I almost feel bad for like if you have like... Uh, I'm not going to pity someone that has a $120,000 930 turbo, but if you have a 911 that's like a 77 and you like can't change the scoops because it would ruin the correctness, like... Oh, God. That, you know, like that... I seems, mean, like, that does seem slightly... That would be kind of annoying. But, but yeah. um, sugar scoops are bad. Anyway, but I say this as someone who doesn't have sugar scoops, but 85 mile hour speedometers are good. There's actually a good discussion about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because... Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of iffy about changing a speedometer on a car. My 911 has an 85 mile hour speedometer, so of course I think they're fine. I like the period correctness. So I don't need Plus to. I don't need to change it, and I don't want to tamper. Like I don't want to tamper. I don't want to tamper with a speedometer. Yeah, like, or an odometer. Yeah, the odometer is in the, the speedometer. speedometer. Yeah. So I don't want to tamper with that. I don't want to have someone else tamper with it. And then, so there was just like an interesting back and forth in the comments, and yeah. I, whenever these. Did you comment? Porsche, no, I didn't. Because uh, I have nothing to add. Yeah. I have nothing to add. I don't, no one cares what I think. No. Except for all of you. You don't have like listeners. some like, yeah, indeed. But the, like, I just like kind of absorbing with people who live through the time. Because it's like one person's like, I'm immediately suspect of any 80 to 82 car that has 150 miles an hour speedometer. Yeah. And, you know, because of the odometer tampering and I need like documentation that it was done yeah. right with you know matched whatever and then and then there's someone else that's like oh yeah like 
I bought one of these cars in 81 and like every, what everyone did is like, you would change it right after you bought it. Like you would, you would have it changed yeah. right after you bought it. Like it's just everyone, everyone, not everyone, that? but lots of people, people yeah. in the circles. I'm sure there's lots of portions. I, I, I imagine the enthusiasts, like the people that go to stupid Porsche mm -hmm. things like you and I do yep. would be the people that would change it right after you bought it. I guess it. so. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just love seeing like so clear cut, like two yeah. different sides. We're like, oh, I could see that. Oh, yeah, I can also see that. I, I mean, personally, I don't really want to change it. It doesn't matter. I don't need to be going more than eighty-five miles an hour. And if I do, I can in use, a car with no airbags. I can um, use ways to see how fast I'm going. Yeah, like I have to do in the Celsius because I still don't have the kilometers and miles conversion in my head yet. Um, You'll get there. Yeah. But also like the, so because it's in Celsius, Celsius, it's in Celsius, uh, which is a made up unit sponsored by Kellogg's. They um, are a sponsor. Yeah, they are sponsored. Those cornflakes. Yeah. Um, but I do like, and to that point though, like you probably feel, cause at least you get to see the needle sweep. Like, uh, it yes. like, cause you know, like in like the Cayman, like, one, I'd never used the analog gauge anyways. I just used the digital readout. But if you were to try to gauge your speed, like 60 is maybe a tenth of the sweep. Uh -huh. So it's just, it's so silly. And then like, so in the Celsius, uh, it's it's speed governed um, per Japan's roads. So I think it- 112. Yeah, something like that. I don't know, uh, but it's, no, it is. I, I I had a friend, and in high school we were oh, driving. In okay, his, yeah, we were driving in his Honda Prelude, yeah. which he he had a swapped H twenty two A engine, which is the VTEC mm -hmm. two point uh, two yeah. SI. No, it's not the SI. It's, it's I think he had the SI, which was non VTEC. Yeah. Anyway, he had the the VTEC Prelude motor, which okay. was two hundred horsepower. Yeah, and we, it was from Japan. The engine, and yeah. we were doing stupid things on the highway yep. and he hit basically a wall yeah. of speed, you know, where it's just at 112, it just yeah. comes to a complete halt. Well, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Like it has like basically the equivalent of like 112 ish and change, mm -hmm. uh, speedometer. So it's great because, uh, it, well, I mean, I guess it's great. I mean, this is like a wafty car, so it doesn't really matter how fast you're going, but uh, on the highway, like you're at like three quarter dials. Is there is there a gear on? And you can answer this for I guess the GTI or the Cayman or the BMW. Yeah. Is there is there a gear where the tack and the speedometer are perfectly proportionally equal? I just what remember, do you mean, in, like aesthetically, like no, no, no. Like I think uh, I think in my in my probe GT and maybe my. 350z i mm -hmm. can't remember i think fourth gear it was like it was oh like they were exactly in sync like the exact same position on the clock like oh. it was like a, it was like a one-to-one -one ratio on the tack for fourth gear i honestly have never paid attention to yeah. that okay well yeah. maybe now you have something to look now for. i have to try it out on all uh yeah three of the manual cars at least mm -hmm. um but yes no i have never I, I, that would never be the case in the Cayman. Oh, I guess not. Yeah. It's got like a 240 mile an hour. Yeah. Speedometer. Something ridiculous like that. Um, so, but I'll try it out and. Maybe sixth is proportional. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I like, 
I like seeing sweep. I don't like the little ambitious like uh spod- I like cages. Like I don't know. Like it, it seems like a waste. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I wonder what the gauge goes up to in this Volvo. Probably twenty five. Please talk while I flip through the pages. <laughs> I look at you flipping as well because the, the, it's mesmerizing, the photography. Oh, it's an 85 mile speedometer because this is a 1980. 1980. Oh, yeah. Same year as your it's, car. It's a tiny picture. I'm like squinting and then yeah. I see 85 and I'm oh, like, oh, gosh. Uh, yes, it's, it's an 85. To be fair, that Whoa. is probably what the engine is. Do you like, see this photo with the, the like action motion on the rear wiper? Wow. It's like, it's like these perfectly placid, nice photos. I know. And then... The wiper has this motion blur, like they yeah. shot it long exposure. Amazing. Um, I love that it. it has the Volvo font. It's this like every the, page is like, like an the ad. The worst tack I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Look at that. What is that? 5,500? Do you see this? Oh, it's this. a GT. Yeah, that's um, the 242 GT. So it has the race seats and the race wheel. Um, the race cousin, seats are very racy. Yeah, they're very racy. Maybe I can get some of these rouge seats to put in the Prius. <laughs> I think you should. I love the word rouge in that I hate it. Like, I hate seeing, <laughs> you know, like, because looking at older cars all the time, uh, you get to see, like, the 996 has uh, supple leather seats that you can get. Oh, 997 does too, but it's worse than the 996. They all look so bad because it's like sitting on a freshly ironed pleated piece of clothing you immediately wrinkle it uh and it looks really bad basically from day one uh and i don't i don't know if anyone still actually likes rouged leather uh but it looks quite bad hmm. yeah curtains oh no i was gonna say <laughs> please that, don't let's yeah, just i won't so i think it's time to go okay um, yeah so i think we should tell everyone to uh, check out our Instagram at new for ninety six. Uh, was Excuse I supposed me. to say that in unison with you? Uh, I was waiting new for, for it. New for ninety six. I was waiting for it. I thought yeah. you were going to do it there. Okay, so um, but also email us uh, if you have questions or comments or complaints or corrections. Uh, no, or complaints. That you're going to fill the inbox with corrections. I am willing to. I will read oh, each no. and every third or fourth correction. <laughs> Uh, and that email address is nf96podcast at gmail.com. Was I supposed to be saying that in unison? I was waiting for you okay. to, yeah. So chime in any time now. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, com. that wraps it up. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Talk to you next time. Bye.